you know, some people will uh, think I'm crazy when I will be saying that I believe I can pull uh, 500. One of the toughest strong men in history, right here. Welcome to the Giants Life Podcast. I'm Radzi. This is Darren Sadler. And today we are joined by, once again, the man who's just broken his own world record in the log press, 230 kilograms. I'm BB. Yes. How are you? Still smiling? Yeah, I know. I'm still, uh, you know, so, so happy. Yeah, I'm still, uh, how to say that, in the moon? Over the moon. Over the moon, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, it's a blessing. I'm so happy. Uh, I was able to do it uh, in Glasgow for the second time. Can we talk about the actual lift itself? Because it was not perfect by mm. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. When you get it to your chest and you initially went for it, yes, a lot of people thought it's all over. What went through your mind at that point? And, uh, you know, to break a record, it's always hard. It's not easy. And uh, it's a big, big pressure. But uh, I did train a lot for this record. And like you said, when I cleaned it, the first attempt, it was like, you know, it, it took me to uh, like uh, 2019. I'm actually sorry, 2018, when I first tried the uh, 230 kilogram. Was that against Eddie when you and Eddie? Against Eddie, yes, yes. So it took me back to 2018. And then I woke up again. I'm like, okay, you know what? You know, wake up, baby, you have to do this now. And then smashed it because I knew I had the power in me. I knew how hard I trained for this. And uh, I did a lot of stretching. I had to lose weight, you know. You know, it's a sacrifice, and uh, I'm glad that the hard work paid off. When, going back to 2018, that attempt there, I didn't think you believed it was probably going to happen. Exactly. As in... It came off your chest. Yes. It actually wasn't a million miles away. Exactly. But the way you let go of it, I thought, okay, so he tried. Yes. But it, where versus yes. last week, yes. It, it, you were not locked. Exactly. And you somehow managed to just use tricep strength. Yes. To, it was unbelievable. I will say that the 2000 version, I wasn't, you know, I wanted to do it, but I, my body wasn't ready. Yeah. So I remember when I cleaned it, my back cramped at the same time. I'm like, holy shit, what's this? Yeah, wow. yeah, but uh, you know, I wasn't mature enough. And uh, I believe with a lot of training, a lot of prep, a lot of advice, uh, you know, and I had to come in uh, Yorkshire, in Brookbridge, a couple of times to help, uh, to get help from uh, Darren Sadler with my cleaning. You remember? But yeah, the, the pressing was easy and the cleaning, you just couldn't get it right. And it was a few simple things. and. I have the benefit here of seeing a lot of people trading locked. Yes. See, so so usually people make similar mistakes. So it was just his positioning as he picked it up, his positioning was totally wrong. Exactly. And he was trying to clean it just with his biceps. Now the thing is his biceps are really strong. So he was getting away with it up to about, actually about 210. 210, maybe even 220. <laughs> so he was literally, he was just using like a hip thrust on his biceps. But then the problem is, the logs at his chest and his biceps are burning. So 
I, I had to get him to actually use the roll of the log. So yes, use your hips. Yes, use your biceps a little bit. But the main thing you need to do is use the momentum of the roll. So you literally just turning the log over. Exactly. So it starts here, dug into the hips, and as he comes up, it rolls. Whereas he was, the handles were staying the same, and coming away from his body, and then landing on his chest. It wasn't touching here. Exactly. Whereas now he uses his body to get it up. So all he does is turn it over, and it's here. Whereas before, it would almost smack him in the chin. Exactly, yeah. And his arms are then burned out to do the biggest lift ever, you know. True, true. So uh, from what you said, you can see, technique is very important. You can be strong as you want, but if you don't learn the proper way, you will never break a record. But I'll say the clean's easy now for you. Oh, yeah. 230 yeah. is easy. It was never... Yes, a... yes, yes. 230 clean, like, it was... <laughs> Whereas before, even yeah. at 220, 225, it was the clean. Yes. You press it, but it was the clean. Before, when I went to lift a record, my first... Uh, I was just scared to not be able to clean it. But now, that's like, it's like less stress going. Because every time I wanted to do the lift, I wasn't sure if I would be able to clean. So this time I was sure that I will be able to clean. And, you know, and like I said, when I have it on my chest, I'll press it. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, the same saying is the standing. But now, when it's on your chest, it's, it is on your chest, but you're stood upright. Exactly. Before, yeah. you were lent all the way back. You you now look like a different guy. I believe my back was so weak before. So, in this training camp, I did a lot of deadlift. Yes, I needed to put my deadlift to another level so that I can stand right and uh, my body was more connected. A lot of front squats as well, because you, you say the thing is, at least, no, I'm not trying to knock anybody else that's lifting, but if, you, if you're getting like a 100 kilo log or a 120 or a 150, you know, we've all we've all got a skeleton, haven't we, at the end of the day. Once you're getting 230 onto your chest, I mean, that's a good deadlift. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's happening is so much strain, it's trying to pull you forward. So he did a lot of front squats to get used to just having weight there. Yes. And, and, and what that did was that, because if you look at his earlier attempts or even the ones that he did, he was leaning right yeah. back, and he almost chest pressed it up. Whereas if you look now, it's the back's quite straight. Exactly. Because of the front yeah. squats. Exactly. Also, on a personal level, how satisfying was it for you when people online had said the last one wasn't a proper rep, it was a soft rep, you weren't locked mm -hmm. out, to this time, stand there yeah. and have time to look around the arena? Man, it's... Uh... I can say I was crying for like two years and now I'm happy because uh, there was a lot of talk, a lot of negative comments about that lift I did in 2021. So it was even hard for me to go watch the videos. So yes, it was, you know, because they did put in my head that it was no lift. So to me, I didn't do anything, you know. So I had to like, you know, you know keep working hard. And last year, uh, I believe last year was my strongest version. I was huge when I came, you remember? Yeah. I was like around 210 kilogram body weight and I didn't even use a sleeve to attempt the 230, <laughs> but I failed. So that's mean uh, my mind wasn't ready. So I had to like go back, regroup and come back stronger. And this time, you know, I've been working a lot on my mind. And like I said, 
this is just the start. I just did the two thirty and have had a big plan. And I'm so focused. My mind is so ready now. So you've got the world record in the log, world record Axel. Exactly. Which which of those world records do you prefer? Good question. Uh, it's uh, I would say it's two different people. Okay. Uh, so hey. if you go back to Royal Albert Hall, this is a piece of PB that is ready to destroy everything. You know, I felt strong. I did uh, my deadlift. I didn't use a belt that time for the 360, and I did a five rep. I was huge and strong, and even when I was working, you know, I felt the power. So I was ready to lift anything this day, but my technique wasn't right, but my mind was like, you know, I was ready to do big, big things. So if I have to compare the BB back in 2021 and the BB now, it's uh, different. This BB, it, you know, after my father passed away, mm -hmm. I went through depression. So I had to fight back to be really strong in my mind to be at this level. So I mean, like uh, this one went through a lot of pain, a lot of things, and uh, you know, I had to fight back to be good in my mind. So I took the decision again to come back and uh, beat the old baby, and you know, do better, great things. How obviously, if let's imagine if I'm as strong as you, okay. which obviously I'm not. When it comes to say the log for me, yes. my hands would be so wide yes. on that log. How do your hands feel on that log? You know, it's, uh, I will say, rules are the rules. And uh, if the rules, they put the, if the log is narrow, so we have to stick to the rules. But I'm a white man. If the log was wider, I was going to press more. Because, uh, like you see, when I press, you're going to just uh, feel more triceps for me because it's narrow. But if it's wide, like uh, my shoulders, I will be able to use more shoulder power. Could, would that be possible? Um, well, I think the problem with that, obviously you're putting me on the spot, but is that everyone else, everyone's got to do the same logging competition. Okay. And if you look at it from another point of view, someone like, let's say, Pablo Cordiaca, yep. we actually call him Narrow Pablo, don't we? Exactly. You know, because <laughs> he's, he's not obviously... He's, he, he's unreal. He's on earth. Oh, he, yeah. he wouldn't want that. So that's why we have these specific uh, dimensions. Mm -hmm. So most of the logs are at the same handle width now. And I think it would probably be unfair to have a different log that's specific to someone who's wider because Bibby's wider than probably anybody there. Def well, definitely wider than anybody there. So then you'd have the other a the athletes that aren't as wide complaining. Well, what if we chucked one out there of, so Slater are a company that make amazing logs mm. and they've just decided that's the width for their logs. If we adopted, say, the classically but less known Radzi log, where we have it just a tiny <laughs> bit wider for a competition, could we adopt the Radzi log that's maybe inspired by Slater? I think, well, I think that even Steve Slater, who makes the logs, the width has been determined over a lot of years. You know, so there has been some wider, some narrow, but nowadays oh, okay. they're all about the same. Um, and all the main companies and the main guys that make the logs go to the same spec. So I think that changing it for one athlete probably wouldn't 
I don't think even the fans would want it, if I'm honest with you. Exactly. As much as, as much as I think, as much as I agree, if it was a bit wider, it would be better for Bibby, we would also be worse for other people. Or what if you flipped that argument though and said that on the with the stones, the first stone is so high, somebody like yourself back in the day exactly. makes it hard for you to compete. Yeah. So you could have said we should lower them for some athletes. Well, listen, uh, I, I did say that and they never. I'm trying to find exactly. you. This is just what it is. So yeah, and obviously the stones were high for me and for other people it was easier because they were low, but that's just what it is. We all have to deal with what we've got and... Uh, Unfortunately, Bibi's like two meters wide. You know? <laughs> but me, my, me, my personal opinion about this, and uh, if I see old videos of uh, previous world records, it was different angles. It's like uh, the two two eight uh, record. The angle was wide, mm. but I think that most of the world longlift championship, the biggest one, were owned by Jetlife. Like if we see previous log lift competition. So I believe there was the one that all the best log lifted met in the same place and lifted. So uh, it's like when I started, I did uh, uh, the one log lift with Eddie. Yeah. I did it also with Big Z. Yeah. Yeah. So we all did that log. So I think uh, it has to be the one. Well, I think exactly. I think if, we're gonna, if this is going to get taken more seriously, which yeah. is late. For strength fans, it is very serious. It's yes. probably one of the biggest records, if exactly. the biggest record. Well, obviously, we're trying to get this out there to the general public. Exactly. So for it to be taken seriously, you've got to have a specification and stick to it. Yes. Oh, but couldn't you argue the opposite? That that if for other people to be able to try it in gyms, if they're not two metres wide like Bibi, then they're not going to be able to do... I'm just trying to make a case. I'm, I'm not going to lie to yeah. you. Because I was... I suppose from my end is you are, you've got tradition on your mind, you've got fairness on your mind. All I'm, I'm speaking as a fan. I want to see a big, I want to see a big yeah. lift. <laughs> Me, I will stick to the rules and, uh, you know. He's a good man. Yes. And I lost weight, especially to be able to do this record. And you know how much? Uh, probably around 100. Uh, 85. I know Darren does it. Sounds like Listen, do you want to know why I think this is wrong? Because we were in the gym last week yes. for the show and he stood on the scales and they went straight up to 185 and then the he did e, say that. E for error. That's what happened. Seriously, that was a week ago. Okay, I lost week. Yeah. So he's, he's not 185. The scales only went to 185 and then they stopped working. But you remember, you you, you, you cooked some chicken for me. Oh, so right. I have okay. Some yeah. chicken. Oh, he's a good cook. Yeah, he pushed it over the edge. Yeah, yeah. so that's probably, that's probably why I was like over 185. Hey, Shred fans. I think it's a pretty well-known fact that Giants Live and the best strongmen in the world are rather partial to picking up a used car or two. But we must admit that our cars are never under eight years old. And as for the engines, well, they don't even have engines. That is so close! Wow, that's fast! You just attacked the car! However, at Hay Car, you buy only the best used cars on the market. All cars come with a warranty, 10-day money-back guarantee, and they're sourced from selected dealers only. Look at the speed! Wow! Unlike our beat-up bangers, every car is under eight years old, and has less than 100,000 miles on the clock. But I'm pretty sure it'll be a world record 
You could browse the range at heycar.co.uk or why not go to the App Store or Google Play to download the Heycar app. That's spelled H-E-Y-C-A-R dot C-O dot U-K. See? Strong men can spell. The only thing we have to talk about is usually for a strong man, they're yeah. full-time. Yeah. They have access to all the kit they need. Exactly. That's very different to yourself yeah. going back in Burkina Faso. It's very different because... Uh... Me, like, I started lifting in Canada. I was there for schools, for university, and I started with powerlifting, and then did a couple shows of uh, strongman. And uh, when I was there, it was easier for me because, uh, you know, I had equipment, I had treatment for it, and uh, I was able to even do more full shows. That how I met uh, Darren. Yeah, I was doing full shows, and uh, I was... Obviously, always strong, like my shoulders was always, uh, you know, top class. And now that uh, I had to move back home, it's like you went to a, like a virgin place. There, is, there was nothing. So I had to like start building my equipment, start getting used to it. It's like uh, start everything to zero, you know. So my case is uh, different that uh, a proper strong man you know that someone that have like uh, all the equipment that is getting ready me i have to travel sometimes come and uh, darren take care of me i stay at his place so you know when i'm here i can learn but obviously i have a lot of work to do we have like uh, five uh, schools now and uh, with more than ten thousand students and uh, i just recently built a gym that i can even train in it too so i think I'm taking it slowly and nicely. And obviously, I need to play safe. We don't have, uh, in my country, we don't have uh, all the, uh, let's say, if there is a, like a muscle tear, we don't have surgeon that will be able to take care of it. I will have to travel okay. to another country. So I need to play safe. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm healthy. I need to play safe. So I'm taking my time and uh, always listening to advice. So my road will probably not be straight like uh, a, a normal strongman, but I'm coming my way. So, Daz, if you if would say to you, set my program out for 12 months, what does he need to change? Uh, well, it depends what he's training for. But if he's training for a full show, the way I look at it now, where he is right now, the, well, no matter what pressing event he gets, if he was a world's strongest man, he's going to probably win it. Okay, unless the apparatus is too small for him, like you said, you know what I mean. Like, but and he's going to certainly come top two. He can now deadlift close to four forty, which that's gone up massively. So the, his back trail is obviously fine. I think when he puts effort into moving fast, things like yokes, sacks, farmers' walks, he really can move fast. But he's got to train it. I mean. Back in, I think it was 18 or 19, he beat Laws when Laws was, you know, or 17, well, 17 yeah. in the framework and the yoke. Only by half a second, but still, Laws was like he was one the of the kid. best in yeah. the world of them. And Bibi beat him, no one saw that coming. So I think if he could have the big log, the, the big press we know he's got, the big deadlift that we know he's got, if he could get that speed back again, which is only work, he's only doing it, you know what I mean, and conditioning the fast twitch muscle fibers. If he can do that, then he's going to sail through to the final world's strongest man. 
But obviously, like he says, you know, what the way it sort of amazes, amazes me when he talks about it, over here, if we get an injury, where we sat now, there's four hospitals within 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, he hasn't got that. We take it for granted. Or if you get injured, you go see a doctor, you go get to see a surgeon. You can choose your surgeon. You can pay to go private. You can get it for free on the NHS. He's got to leave the country and get a flight. So if you get a serious injury, it's a serious problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you, and you're out for a lot longer because you can't just get the treatment. You don't have the physios and the masseuses and all that at hand. We've all got used to it now. And all the top strongmen now, it's not even, it's like a must. Right, well, we have our physio on a Monday, we get massage on a Friday, all these different treatments. And even the, like when Bibby comes over and stares, even the technology, stuff like massage gun, <laughs> things like that, uh, the heat heat pads and all this, well, he, he buys it all over here because it isn't over there. Whereas we order it and it comes the next day on Amazon, you know. Exactly. So all these things are against him, but I believe if he wants it, he can do it, you That's know. True. But it's just going to take a little bit more planning, which... Like you said, he, he's on his own pathway, and I think you've got to stick on your own pathway with these things. But it's a different situation to any other strongman, really. Yeah. The other thing that you have in your advantage, in your arsenal, is the word genetics. Yes, yes. There's one of your brothers is always here. Yes. At, at him. Yes. Your younger brother, he's how old? Uh, at him is uh, 23. And he, when I first met at him, yeah. he was, I think, 18. Yes. He was about maybe 85 kilos. Yeah, yeah. He's now, a, he's getting bigger by the day. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I think genetic plays a lot because uh, let's say at him right now, he can squat like uh, like around 320 kilograms for his body weight. Yeah, deadlift 300 for rep. Yeah, bench press like uh, 220 and more. So I think genetics plays a lot. And uh, I will believe that I'll work too. We can have... Good genetic, but if you sit at home watching TV, like uh, eating bad food, you will not be strong. You will never be strong. So it's uh, genetic and hard work and consistency. The problem is that his understanding of numbers mm. comes from you. Yes. So if you've got an older brother yes. who squats 140, yes. you might start on 80. True. When you've got True. you as a brother, yes. His whole understanding of what's normal yeah. is so warped. Exactly. And the thing is, uh, you, you're right, because now, let's say 200, uh, 200 log is not, like, in his head, it's doable. <laughs> so and I remember when he was younger, when I first time met, I came home, he said, I will beat you one day. That's what he told me <laughs> when he was younger. So I'm waiting to see. <laughs> but he's, uh, you know, like I say, he's training very hard. Very quiet person, so yeah. But uh, honestly, uh, me when I see him lift, I think he's more intense than me. Trust me. Yeah, me I'm a big baby sometimes when I lift. So, <laughs> yeah. I have to be like you know sad and to be able to be strong, right? But he can live. He can be very intense. So. <laughs> so he's your younger brother, Atim, who yeah. by the way is the other side of the wall. Exactly. You've your Zoom, older brother, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom is very athletic. I believe he was the one that could uh, make Olympics, but he didn't ah. want to. Like, I remember when I was in school, and uh, we used to have like a gym training. He was one of the fastest sprinter in uh, in his uh, school. Like, he can backflip, he can do anything, but I guess he just didn't want to be. Uh, you know, like I said, for to being a professional athlete, it takes a lot. 
it's not just the genetic, it's not just, uh, you know, it takes a lot of hard work and you have to want to do it. Yeah, and if you don't want to do it, you will never be able to achieve anything. And then what's really frustrating about your family, they're not just genetically gifted with the body, genetically gifted with the mind because your sister, yes. what's her job? She is a, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, so she works in Canada. She also works in uh, Burkina Faso. And the oldest is doctor. Atim is also doing uh, law too. And uh, Zumi is an uh, engineer. And me, uh, I have my master's degree in business. So I'm a businessman. <laughs> like Darren. <laughs> Darren's a serious businessman. Oh, yeah. Maybe one day we work together. Who knows? Ooh. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. What would be the name of the event? I think, I think I've got... Giant Lab Africa. Giant <laughs> Lab Africa. Giant Lab Africa. Yeah, it can be something very good. Yes. <laughs> well, there might be a Giant Live coming to stateside at some point in the future. Yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. And in terms of, you you mentioned the word safe before was something you were talking about with your training. Exactly. It's hard to do things safely at the moment yes. in Burkina Faso. Yes. How are things? It's, uh, I would say, it's very difficult now because uh, it's 50-50. You know, it's dangerous 50, dangerous good. So when you are in the right place, you're safe. When you're in the red zone, you're not safe. So let's say even traveling from cities, it's not safe like before, you know. So things are difficult. It's, uh, I would say the country is fighting. So to be able to live there, you have to have the fighting mind. Let's say if you want to come to Burkina Faso now, in your head, you have to know that anything can happen. You know what I mean? It's like I'm in the UK right now. I sleep peacefully. Because I know so nobody will come and do something. So let's say a country is a red zone. When you go in there, you have to be aware. That's the thing. And uh, someone living in that place, it's a cons constant pressure. Either you want it or not. It's like a pressure, a permanent pressure that is on you. Because anything can happen anytime. So that pressure, you know, you know, I... I will not say I'm used to it, but you know I'm living with that. There. How many years has it been like that? Where it's? I will say uh, probably 2015 going up. Right. Okay. Long time. Then. Yeah, it's a long time, and it keep getting uh, worse. But uh, you know, finger crossed, we are fighting back, and uh, I hope everything will be alright. It's like everywhere in the world now. Yeah, you know things are happening and. Uh, you know, we hope everything come back to normal one day. One thing I wonder about yourself is, mm -hmm. I think, and it's a gift and a curse, but you put a lot of pressure on yourself yes. when you compete. Exactly. And I think that's not because, just because you want to do it, but because you feel like you're doing it for other people. Yes, definitely. It's not like just me doing it. If it was just me doing it, you know, it'd be fine, it'd be a bad day, but Think about like 22 million people, like they are all watching, is their hope, like, you know, this victory for them is a win. They give them, you know, they can sleep happy this day. And uh, there is that pressure. I want to make them happy. I want to give everything. And all Africa was watching. And uh, I think it's a, 
you know, it's, I'm very proud of it, of it and it's a good thing because that day, like, they, they hurt everything, you know, they will be pissed that day. Everyone will be happy. So I'm happy that uh, I'm the one that is able to do that, to bring happiness to all the, you know, country people life. And for you, what would be, when you retire, mm -hmm. what would make you say, yes, I've done it. I can. I've done it. Okay. So it's hard to say, you know, because uh, I feel like, like I said, my mind now is the best. My mind is at his best. So I will set goals. Yes. Small goals. And uh, my body will tell me when to stop. And when I stop, that's when I will, you know, know what I've done. So I don't have any specific, like, big, big, big goals. So I set goals. It's like now, uh, you know, what's the next goal for us in in Loglift? Yeah. So I think I had a deal with Darren, and uh, I was supposed to ask for more. And then after I didn't see any log, I think they packed everything. <laughs> He said, oh, what can I do after the after the 230? I said, let's just get a 230 done. My nerves can't stand anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we did the 230 and then uh, big enough for Saturday night, don't you? Okay, but in 12 months' time. <laughs> okay, so let's say uh, uh, if Big Z said uh, 235 is the number that nobody thinks someone can do in log lift. 235. So if we prep good, I believe uh, next year, if you want it, as I did, I will attempt 240. Actually, I will do 240 in Glasgow. Cool. There we go. <laughs> you said it now. I said it. Yeah, I said it. But I hope the price will be higher. Oh, definitely. That's the deal. So how much you put in it? Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Huh? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going quiet now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay, so okay, so good deal. I'm ready. We should next year. So pick the place. Glasgow. Glasgow. So next year, Iron Baby is coming for the biggest log ever in Glasgow. So you better be there. Two questions. Two fifty. Yes. Is the quarter ton possible? Yes. That'd be that'd be impressive, wouldn't it? Really? I know what to touch that for a long time because. I was trying to explain this actually earlier on. Mm -hmm. I think that like 200 kilo log is probably the equivalent, if you look at the amount of people that have done it in competition, to a thousand pound deadlift. So then if you say, Performed. if you say your, <laughs> your um, 230, you've got to put it in the equivalent to the 500 because it's the most anyone's done. Exactly. And I, But I think if you said 250, I just think the people that, let's say Tom Stormman did 210, Massive logger, fantastic. And there's been people, Radzikowski was very good, uh, around the 220 mark. But I think, I know the difference between 220 and yeah. 230 is 10 kilos, but it's, it's a lot more than the deadlift going up by 10 kilos. Definitely. Because it's, it's a different, there's so many more aspects. So it's pulling a bar. There's the clean, there's the balance, everything like that. So I think if going up to even... The 230 going to the 240 is massive. I think it's so huge. I think people underestimate it. It just sounds like 10 kilos, but it's... So if you want to put it on another lift, on a squat, 
on a on a deadlift, it's not as much to go up by. You know, like Eddie went up by forty five kilos, yes. which was massive. Or thirty five actually, even less. Yeah. yeah, to your point. But but doing it on a on a on a press, it's a I just, I just think it's a totally different thing. And I think jumping up by five ten kilos is massive. That's not me saying he can't do it. I think he can. I think what Bibby needs to do is use his legs more. That's why I will come see you. Yeah. <laughs> And neither help with my press. This is a strict press. Nobody else doing even 200 kilos strict presses it. Final thing, we have to give a shout out to Rocco. Because Rocco is a man behind the scenes, yeah. chiropractor, physiology extraordinaire. Yeah. And he, he if that your range at the end? Yeah. Uh, when Rocco saw me, he was like, you know, now you have like the best shit to do anything I want. And then we did work before the show, okay, and he worked on my flexibility, and show day, we did work again. I was so flexible, you could see uh, the lift, and uh, you know, he's a great guy, he loves what to do, and he knows what to do. So, shout out to you. Shout out to, and, and Das, kudos by the way to Giants Live, because a lot of the people behind the scenes are making sure that the guys are as healthy and as prepared as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's important to make sure everyone's healthy. It's a lot of pressure. You know, strongman, there's no getting away from me. It's, it's, it's a dangerous sport. Yeah. Putting 230 kilos above your head is a dangerous thing. It's far. <laughs> it's dangerous. You know, you wouldn't st you, if something was 230 kilos, you wouldn't stand underneath it. No. You know, and that's what they're doing. So, yeah, we've got to make sure everyone's healthy and, and, and as much safety as we can put in place. And there's a massive team doing that, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, and the guys know that as well. The athletes know that they get you know blood tests, make sure everything's right. Any sort of um, you know um, preparation they need. We've got the best physios, masseuses, um, hydration drips, things like that. So they all get as much as they can to be the best they can on that day. True. True. Um, which again, that might just give you one or two percent, but that's a hell of a lot. When you're looking at breaking a record by two or three percent, you know. And finally, when's the next time we'll see you? Uh, the next time I will see you will see me. Uh, at, I have to come back here to prep for Worlds next year. Well, strongest man. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to Worlds next year? Oh yeah. You know. This yeah. Year I was uh, injured, so yeah. And uh, this time, we made a plan, and I will start working with my um, awesome. And uh, focusing on deadlifts also. Yes, I will also uh, do the World Deadlift Championship next year. So I need to be in the deadlift game now. Yes. And I believe, uh, you know, some people will uh, think I'm crazy when I will be saying that I believe I can pull uh, 500. So it's part of my uh, plan now. And uh, many people will talk. But like I said, my mind is ready on it. And I will prove again. One final question then. You didn't have to say what you just said. You didn't have to say that you believe you'll pull 500. What is it about you that makes you want to say things and then prove yourself right? Well, it's, uh, that's a good, uh, it's going to, it's, it's really good question. It's, uh, you know, others people always, uh, Others people comment affect sometimes either you want it or not. Let's say someone will be like, okay, Radzi is not nice, and you hear it, 
it will affect you, but it's you that have to not let it, you know, affect you. So uh, saying something and proving it, I love doing that. And uh, it will also motivate others to keep working out, to keep moving, and to know that in life, when you set a goal, you can do it. So it's very important that, uh, you know, we all have that in our mind. Let's say you have a goal in uh, your business, you set your goal, you work hard, and it is possible to make it happen. So it's, uh, everyone sees me as a log lifter, just a presser. So if me saying that I want to do the world deadlift record, they will be like, oh, he's not a deadlifter. It's something I can prove that like, it is possible if I put the work on it. And uh, many people will not think I will do that. I will like even say that Aaron Bibi is calling for the deadlift record, but I just said it now. So let's do it. I'm in the game. 240 log on its way, 500 deadlift on its way, world's strongest man next year on its way. Keep an eye out for this guy. Thank you. We've had our differences in the past. Is it bum bag or is it fanny pack? We're two powerful nations with a special relationship. For one night only, that special relationship ends. UK versus USA. Who is the strongest nation? Who is right? The strongmen decide. World's Strongest Nation, 18th of November, MS Bank Arena, Liverpool. Tickets at giantslashlive.com. By the way, it's us. We're right. It's Bumbag. Of course.